Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Hey everyone, welcome to the Saturday edition of the Major Spoilers podcast. Wow. Hey everybody! We have got a lot of things. I can't believe we've made it this far. It's a new year, it's 2010. There are so many really cool things going on, but nothing's cooler. Well... Uh, for Matthew and I, we've been around a long time. We've been mm. around since 1970. Wow. <laughs> actually, we, I'm 1,863 years old. We've actually been around to see 1984 come and go and wonder if it would be like Orwell. We've been around long enough to be worried about Y2K, but we have not been around long enough to compete with the likes of Immortals. And Rodrigo thinks we should talk about Immortals this week. Why, Rodrigo? Well, largely because I'm upset that yet again I was left out of the Doctor Who conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what's so cool about Doctor Who as an immortal? Um, here's here's what I think is, is kind of awesome about Doctor Who conceptually as an immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to digress for a little bit. No, no, and please talk go about, ahead. Uh, role-playing games. Oh, oh really? Yes. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, <laughs> in White, uh, White Wolf... Came out with their, you know, in in the in the late '80s, early '90s, came out with Vampire the Masquerade, and it was huge. Um, but eventually, it became clear that it's actually pretty hard to role play a character who's a thousand years old. Yes. Um, as a and as writers have always known, it's hard to write a character who's a thousand years old. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who, or the Doctor, keeps regenerating, and every time he regenerates. He's essentially a different person. Right. It allows the writer to write a different character every time, to not have the character become completely jaded. Um, you know, if at the end of um the end of time, is that what the latest yes. one was called? Yes. Um David Tennant had gotten right back up, you know, and it was that same doctor, that would kind of make for a depressing series because he had gone, said goodbye to all his friends. Mm-hmm. You know, lost the master, lost his planet again, mm-hmm. and now he would be kind of a bitter old man traveling through space and time. But the fact that he dies and comes back as a brand new, different person um, frees up the writer to do something different with him. Sure, which is sometimes you know, especially as a as a main character, or or when you're writing that character in in a focal light, it makes it hard to do. Mm-hmm. Matthew, what what Ooh. kind of an immortal do you like? What what's a, one of your favorite immortals? Uh, I ha- I have two who top my immortal list actually. Okay. Um, the first is Wowbagger the Infinitely Prolonged. Okay, from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. From the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy, uh, Life, the Universe, and everything. Wowbagger did everything in the universe so many times that he got bored, and he decided that he was going to spend the rest of his life 
insulting everyone in the universe personally in alphabetical, in alphabetical order. order. Arthur Dent, haven't I done you before? Yes. Arthur, yeah, and that's the thing. He's, he meets Arthur Dent in prehistory, and a million years later, he comes back around and he meets Arthur again. So when you think about it, in a million years, he got, what, one letter down? Yes. Arthur yes. Philip Dent, and then he went to insult a, a creature of the genus Arthur Philip Dunyu. I love that, the fact that he got to the point where he was so bored being immoral that he made himself a universal impossible quest to deal with immortality. He didn't have that instinctive knowledge that told him how to deal with his immortality. Right. Is, is he I think love that, that concept. Compare and contrast that with Doctor Who, that character. See, the Doctor, to me, isn't really an immortal character. The Doctor is a regenerable character. He's, he's, a, he's a renewable resource. Sure. But he's not the same Doctor. I watched, I, I finally sat down and watched, because I got it for my birthday, the first four episodes of Doctor Who, An Unearthly Child. Mm -hmm. And uh, that first Doctor, the William Hartnell Doctor, in his first appearance, is nothing like what I came to love about the fifth, the ninth, the oh, tenth yeah, yeah. Doctors. Yeah. It's like a completely different character. But there's, there is one true immortal, one absolutely true immortal in fiction that most people don't think about. Who is that? Kenny McCormick. <laughs> yeah. Every you episode for what? You five bastards. You, you bastards. Kenny died. Well, 10 years. And the I mean, thing this that has been really got since, me. Well, 95. There was yeah. one episode. There's one episode where they mentioned it, where Cartman said, Kenny dies all the time. <laughs> but well, it, when you start every episode, the characters aren't supposed to realize that Kenny died. Even there's a two part episode where Kenny dies in part one. At the beginning of part two, Kenny just walks up and goes, hey, guys, and then dies again. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's like that. It's uh, so subtle. It's like that line from C, from C Lab. Your incompetence has killed us yet again. <laughs> exactly. The, Kenny's, Kenny's basically his cartoon logic. And there was one season where Kenny died of like childhood leukemia and was dead for a whole season and then came back. Well, he was, and there's the, the one where he died was, and he did, was Cartman's ghost, uh, yeah. haunting Cartman's ghost and possessing yeah, his body. Cartman, Cartman drank him. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating arc. He's really an immortal in that he knew he died. There's a Christmas episode where throughout the whole episode, Kenny is freaking out because he's afraid he's going to die. And we get to the end of the episode and Kenny doesn't die. And, you know, we, we fade to black, and the last thing we hear in the episode is Kenny yelling, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, he comes back, and he knows he comes back. He's immortal. He can't die. Well, he can die. He can't be killed. He will always come back. Well, there's some other characters in fiction that are kind of that way. Vandal Savage mm -hmm. is that way, and, you know, he was created by this meteorite as he was a caveman. And, of course, he's from the bloodthirsty yeah. tribe, not from the, uh, the uh, Batman uh, good uh, tribe uh, or whatever. Uh, tribe. Yeah, the Red Tribe. The interesting thing about Vandal Savage, and really, I guess also to an extent, um, Rachel Ghoul, is that, well, I guess Vandal is more in it for himself. He's not really for better improvement, or mm -hmm. he's not really in it for the betterment of humanity or anything like that. Vandal Savage wants to take these important elements of history, these important moments that are going to change everything, and try to stop them from happening. For whatever reason. I, I, I really haven't figured that out, but... 
you know, someone well, comes to him. And, the writer wants. Well, that's true too. Somebody comes to him and says, "Hey, look, I've invented this thing called the wheel," and he kills him and says, "Oh no, you're not gonna. We're, the wheel's not gonna be around yet." Or I've invented bronze or whatever it is, and he tries to stop that. And that makes for an interesting character in that somebody who I don't know if he's got an inner wishing that uh, I wish I was still back in my my cave, and now all this stuff is evolving around me, kind of stuff. Uh, and he resents that, or if it's something in a, on a different level. Rachel Ghoul has got a much different way of going about life, is that, of course, he regenerates through the pool, so he can be killed too, and he usually is every mm. time he appears in a big story arc. Um, <laughs> oh my god, you bastards, you killed Rachel Ghoul! Um, oh no! His, his thing is, he wants to stabilize the planet's population. He wants the planet to continue. And so he wants to wipe out like, a f- is it a fourth or three fourths of the population? I forget which one it is. Um, but he wants to wipe out. Three quarters. A, I think it is that much. He wants to wipe out a m- major portion of the population so that the earth like can heal. Four million, four billion people. And that he can then control those people, I guess, is his ultimate goal is to control those people. But he essentially wants to try to kill as many humans as possible to prevent the world from going to crap. And there's something noble about that evil scheme, I guess. You could call him the 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 biggest world's eco-terrorist, I guess. Yeah. Um but you both could of call these, him an ass clown too. You could do that too. Definitely the world's oldest eco-terrorist. <laughs> yes, the, the world's oldest eco ass clown. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually no, that would be uh Captain Planet's nemesis. Oh, there what you go. Uh, a trash? No. Um, yeah, that guy would live forever. Ted man. Turner? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Planet! Rachel Ghoul, though, you know, the interesting thing about him is that as he's discovering that he can live forever, he tries to better himself and tries to take advantage of the situations and become smarter and become well-read and become more powerful. I like that in a character. There is a great movie about an immortal who does that, especially because he finds himself in a situation where that's all he can do, and that movie is called Groundhog Day. That's right. Exactly. That, Phil Connors. That is, Phil a, Connors that is a good point. years, years in his particular subjective reality. And what's fascinating about that story is he gets to the point where he's so bored that he can count down to the second what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he becomes sort of that ghost in the machine where he's outside of the process, where he can count the five seconds when they're going to be looking away from the bag of money, and he steals the bag of walks up, picks up the bag of money off the back of the bank truck, and walks away. Well, but that, that's I think a what, fascinating cycle. Yes, but then realizes that it's really rather moot to do that, and so he decides to take piano lessons, to take dancing lessons, to speak a foreign language of the of the uh, love interest that he's after. <laughs> Uh, I find that fascinating. Now, a better is is Bill Murray is is that a immortal story or is it I'm stuck in a time loop? Because oh. there's nothing that says after he finally breaks that cycle that does he remember everything that he's gone through? Oh, I think so. Okay, so he is a better Have person to. at the end. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't well, be not very only satisfying. That, you're you're kind of splitting hairs here. When you're saying, if you're trapped in an endlessly repeating time loop, is that not the same as immortality? Because, I mean, Phil says at one point in the film, you, you, you throw cards in a hat for eight or nine months and you get good at it. Yeah, that's true. And you ask yourself, how long does it, how long does it take to learn a, a new language? 
How many days did Phil spend just sitting and watching that one moment in time where the, the guy has, is on the back of the truck before he could count it down mm-hmm. to where he would go nine, eight, car, seven, car, seven fix yeah. your bra, honey. Yeah. Exit Felix, stand there with a not so bright look on your face. That's got to take years or mm-hmm. at least, you know, weeks of just yeah. standing there every morning. And you ask yourself, you know, when he goes through that day over and over and over, he doesn't age, but he does maintain every day. He maintains what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think it gives him wisdom and it gives him a perspective beyond his, his you know, the, at the beginning of the film, his relative metaphysical age is pretty low. He's an arrogant sack of crap. Right. And the world teaches him a lesson by having him spend literally years and years in that one day. So isn't that the same as being immortal? It's like asking, you know, does the Flash run really fast? Or does he change the nature of the universe around him so that time is altered and it looks like he's moving really fast? Yeah, he creates that gravity well. It's it's a well-known fact, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about what about tragic? What about tragic immortals? Are there tragic immortals? Out you mean there? like Freddy Krueger? Uh, no, I mean Fr- Freddy Krueger. You know, he's not really. I don't know if he's really considered immortal or not. I, he's I more of you, a ghost. He's more of a ghost. Uh, sure. Um, He's more of an evil character who's trying to. But wouldn't you say it's a tragedy? I mean, yeah. Well, in the way that he died, whether he really molested those kids or touched the kids or did whatever to the kids that got all the parents all up in arms, maybe it's comeuppance. I mean, obviously he he was falsely accused, and that's why he's seeking revenge. Um, I'm thinking more of somebody like. You had mentioned the immortal. I'm thinking more along the lines of the Highlander, mm. who has, he thinks, a wonderful life, a wonderful wife, and then suddenly realizes, ah, crap it, she go- grows old and I never will. And she's going to die. And I'm never going to be able to have loves stay with me. I'm never going to be able to have my things, or the things that I have, are just going to accumulate. And I have to constantly hide the fact that I'm, that I'm an immortal. I constantly have to reinvent myself every 60 years or 50 years or whatever it is. And he's just going. Yeah, he's kind of going through these motions of just like, this is my lot in life and I have to accept it. And I'm not doing anything to really better myself. I'm not really doing anything to improve the world. I'm just hiding out and living my life. And to me, that's kind of sad. And hoping nobody comes in trying to cut my my head head off. off. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the kind of tragic character I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, there's and there's that's you know there's there's a couple there's a handful of ways that there, there's a handful of reasons why immortality is interesting, and that's that's kind of the uh, the underbelly of it. Um, you know that that whole it's it's why it it's it's kind of the origin of the whiny vampire. It's kind of like I have all these powers and I'm right, immortal right, and right, I have right. seen civilizations rise and fall, but I cannot walk out into the sunlight lest I turn it's into sparkly. original recipe chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so I will go stalk high school girls yeah. because that's the way well, it is. That's that that was prior to Twilight Vampire, so apparently just turn into disco balls <laughs> when they go out into the sunlight. So what about vampires, Matthew? Is there an, is there something good or bad about being a vampire as an immortal? Well, uh, the good of it is that, you know, you have that ability to you know, attract the opposite sex and control people's minds and shapeshift and do whatever you do. The bad of it is, you know, teenage girls go, ah. 
<laughs> I think the vampiric. As long as they're eighteen or the nineteen, vampiric... is there anything bad about that? <laughs> well, no, they're usually forty. The vampiric <laughs> metaphor is not a bad one. The problem that comes into that vampiric metaphor is over probably the last twenty years, vampires have become exclusively sort of a. Oh, we're so tragic and sexy. Oh, oh, oh. And you just kind of get tired of it. Mm -hmm. You know, why does this 150-year-old undead creature want a 16-year-old girl for a companion? Why would someone with his breadth of life and the things that he may have seen and done, no matter how old he looks, want a 16-year-old girl with the possible exception of in case the food supply runs out? Well, have there been any vampires that have been like... Well, besides uh, Spike and Angel, have there been any vampires that have been like, I don't know, redeeming good vampires, yeah, yeah, redeeming vampires? That that Hannibal in King, itself, yeah, okay. That in itself is kind of a Hann- subtrope Hannibal of King. the vampire genre. Yeah. Go ahead, Hannibal King. Hannibal King in Marvel Comics was one to where he he never drank human blood. He never killed for blood. Mm-hmm. So when all the vampires were destroyed in the 80s, he got a blood transfusion and got to be human again. Hmm. Okay. All right. He was actually played by Green Lantern slash Deadpool in Blade 3, Blade Trinity. Really? Which kind that's of That's what that character supposed to be? Yeah. Interesting. That's supposed to be Hannibal King. Hmm. That is, that is supposed to be Hannibal King. There's uh, They actually call him Hannibal King, if oh, I'm not I- mistaken. I just thought that the, it was a reference to the A-Team when he said, I love it when a plan comes together at the end. That was just me, though. That's a um, Hannibal joke, yeah, but no. <laughs> are there other, are, do you think of any other immortals that stand out as your, your kind of favorite immortals or mortals that, that people might want to consider as some of the best immortals out there? Well, there's, mm, you know, Billy if you talk, about, you talk about vampires, you know, the, Dracula is the guy who started, right, you know, Bram right. Stoker's Dracula is kind of the guy who started it all in, um, since then we've had deviations and transformations and stuff like that. But, you know, as the original tortured, sexy, and totally immature vampire, because he wants what he wants and he's going to go out and get it. Right. Even though it causes him and everyone else grief. Right. You know, it kind of puts that into that perspective is, you know, as an immortal, you eventually do get bored and you go out and get whatever you want because eh, what, you know, what's going to happen to you. Right. So let me ask you this then. If you could freeze your age process at this point, okay, you'll never grow any older or look any older than you do now. Now, obviously, you could lose weight or put on weight, but you won't grow gray. You won't grow wrinkly. You'll be 25-year-old Rodrigo and 40-year-old Stephen and Matthew. 39. (laughs) I'm, I'm still 39 as well, but... We'll round up in this case. Uh, and you're you presented this option of being an immortal. Or maybe you just discover at this point in your life that you're an immortal. Hmm. Matthew, what do you do with your infinite life? Insult all the beings in the universe in reverse <laughs> alphabetical order. Well, okay, so let's put it this way. Uh, okay, let's, let's play with that. You are on Earth. You are an immortal. Um... You know, the rate the NASA space program is going, we're never getting off this planet. You're stuck on Earth. What do you do for the rest Insult of your... Insult all the Stephen Schleichers in the universe. Well, there may only be one or two of those. 
Well, I think the answer to that is is you know, largely see what happens. You know, if you if you yep. somehow come into the full knowledge of what the the conditions of your immortality are, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, well, you can't be physically killed, and you're gonna never age and live forever. It's like, okay, what can I do with that? And you know, so I'd what are you gonna come do up, with that? What are you gonna do with that? Um, I'd probably just play role playing games and role playing in in college <laughs> campuses for the next twenty years. Okay, till I got bored of that, and then I try something else. Okay. Would you try to better yourself, Matthew? Do you think? Would you go insane? Oh, I'm sure. In fits and starts, oh, I do that now. I, I, well, I the thing be... about immortality is, immortality does make a couple of the questions that we all deal with essentially, you know, meaningless in the long run. Such as, I have a family. Right. How does my immortality affect that I have affect the fact that I have a kid? Would well, I spend look at, you know uh, fifty years raising this family and then go get a new one? Look at uh, what's his name from uh, Torchwood. He's got a family. He's seen his Our, daughter grow up and now has a granddaughter who thinks, or a son, or whoever that thinks he's his uncle. Uncle Jack. Yeah, that's got to be weird. That is got to be weird. I mean, what would you do? I, it, let, it depends let's on say, whether I'm immortal or Im- unkinable. You are immortal. You Let's will, say I will can't not, be killed. I have Kenny McCormack immortality. You will never be killed. Blade could go right through your heart. You're I'm just going to look at people and go, ha, ha, ha. Best a stuntman. Okay. Really? That's what you do? That'd be awesome. That's what I would do. Okay. I, I would be afraid. I would be afraid that I would go insane after times. You know, I mentioned in uh, Tuesday's podcast that I was going to, I will really want to go into science and I'm still into science a lot. I read mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of that and I follow a lot of that. Science. I understand a lot of the principles. I would go and do all this stuff. I would study. I want to learn about history some more. I would go and study history. Eventually I'm going to become history. I'm going to have seen history and be able to tell the historians how history was, was really there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would do all these things. I mean, who's to say that I couldn't go out and learn a new musical instrument every five years and be able to play every musical instrument ever invented. Who's to say that I couldn't go out and read every book and, and, and do my knowledge, or, heaven forbid, I sit in front of the TV for 500 years yeah. and just watch television. The thing that concerns me if I was ever given the power to be an immortal would be, would I go insane? Would I get to the point that I've just had enough, I'm tired of what, going on around me. I want to end it. I want to get away from it all. I want to do nothing. I want... And then just go bonkers. Well... And then turn into some criminally insane, you know, mass murderer. Well, I mean, up up until at least that point, yes, you probably would because you did. And then you moved to Kansas. <laughs> I mean, it, you, you, move, you move back home, essentially. Right, 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 right. It's, it, it's a microcosm of what would happen. You know, yeah. just expand it over 100 years, you would eventually be like, oh, I've had it with this information age. Right. I'm going to become a hermit. Right. And then you go, become a hermit for a while. Then your publisher calls you and tells you that you haven't <laughs> written that book yet. Get and you go back the to mountain. the city. Exactly. Right, right, right. What, what would happen? You're an immortal. What would happen if every other human being on the planet died. Uh, you know, eventually the, the civilization killed itself off. That was and a you're good the only one if. left. It, well, it made, a great, it made for a great yeah. episode of um, Superman the Animated Series where mm. he got blasted into the billion years in the future and Vandal Savage is the only one there and he's done great, great things but he just can't travel back into his own timeline 
And he is a pathetic character in a sense. He's like, I can't believe that it was me that caused the downfall of civilization. And when he sends, and he's essentially wandering the planet by himself. And well, he is. And when he sends Superman back and Superman stops Savage from doing what he does. And Savage is sitting there at the end of the episode in the future, just very bored and remorseful and sad and lonely. And all of a sudden people start to appear around him as the timeline wraps around him. He suddenly goes, you know, this is something positive. I've done something good. And you get the sense that maybe at that point, Vandal Savage is not being the lone insane character, but he does, you know, redeem himself in that. But I would just think that, man, you are the last person on earth, Matthew or Rodrigo. What do you do then? Better hope my porn collection still works. Well, I, I, I was going to say, first I'd made sure I had a backup uh, set of eyeglasses. Oh, yes, there you lest, go. Lest they break. Yeah. Yes, yes. No! Matthew? I don't know. See, that's the kind of immortality that seems boring. It does. And so I then, don't know. I'd want, the, do I'd want a better kind of immortality. Oh, I think Why are you would. so focused on going insane, Steven? Well, because I think that that Why is Why is everything ultimate... about going insane? Why can't immortality be a lark? Well, it could be there's, I mean, there's no consequences. And, and, and this is... No, no, there's no. This, no is, this is my argument, is that it is a lark, mm-hmm. and you do go insane, mm-hmm. and you do change history, and then you get away from history. Immortality is the rest of time. You will... Even if you don't want to, society might just collapse around you you know, without you doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be a really knowledgeable hermit among a bunch of hermits. And then society picks back up and you join society again. And then you go crazy again because you get a girlfriend and she cheats on you. You know? That bitch! Exactly. Is You're her immortal. Name, is her name Cricket? Probably. <laughs> well, Throughout time, there have been many think crickets. About, <laughs> let's think about Rassilon immortality. Okay. If you'll recall, in The Five Doctors, Rassilon Immortality was revealed to be basically turning to stone, Mm -hmm. spending eternity as a figure who can't die but also can't move, and you do nothing and you just sit there. This is where Stephen's insanity comes into play, is doesn't immortality kind of lead to a state where there's no change, there's no dramatic resonance, there's no consequences? You know you can't die. You know you're not going to die. How much of what you do in the average day is predicated on the fact that tomorrow there will be these consequences? Mm -hmm. How much of what we do is predicated on the fact that if Rodrigo doesn't, you know, take care of himself now, in 20 years he'll look like Stephen and I. (laughs) And 20 years after that, you know, his body's going to fall apart. If you know that that's not going to happen, you know that you're not going to get old. You're not going to necessarily need a nest egg when you're old and can't work anymore because there'll never be a time when you can't work anymore. Right. Or, it, you know, you won't have to worry about how are you going to provide for this and that because you'll just do the same thing you do now. You'll wander around, you know, you'll get in your TARDIS or you'll put on your orange parka and you'll go out and you'll be an immortal. See, so there, there is a- there's questions that are raised by the whole thing, but then there's also questions of, the Christian Walker kind of immortality. Mm-hmm. Christian Walker, the main character of Powers, um, is so old that he doesn't remember. And that's the other interesting thing. Yeah. So he's essentially just an average guy because he remembers about the lifespan of a regular human being, maybe 70, 80 years. Yeah, and then he forgets so about So, yeah, what he's got a lot of stuff that. going on. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he's got a rough idea of what's going on, but it was all so long ago that he's Fake just memories. some guy. 
Yeah, I can't remember what mm-hmm. happened in 1978. I mean, there were probably some big events that occurred in that year, but to be honest, if you quizzed me on, hey, Stephen, what happened in 1978? I'd say, well, wasn't Jimmy Carter president and and this happened and this and this, and I could probably touch on some main points, but heaven forbid I wouldn't be able to remember that. Yeah. Heck, I can't even remember what I had for lunch last week. And so, yeah, I could see you forgetting a lot of that. And so everything could kind of remain somewhat fresh and start overish. And going back to uh, gaming yep. vampires, that's how they got over it in the um, new version of Vampire the Masquerade. Really old vampires can't help but fall asleep. And then when they wake up, they don't remember a lot of their previous lives. Hmm, interesting. So it allows you to play a 300 year old character who still has a 21st century mentality. There is a pill being developed, and I believe it's in testing now. And there are. Um, there are diets that claim that extend life, but this pill actually will extend your life essentially another 50 to 70 years. Wow. Would you take that pill, Rodrigo? If you knew that you could live 70 years longer than your Natural estimated 72-year lifespan, 140. Sure. Would you take it? Yeah. Matthew, would Assuming you take there it? were, obviously, depends on what kind of fiction I'm in. If it, if, if previous to taking this pill, you know, Dolly the sheep had turned into a gigantic wandering were sheep. Yeah. Then I wouldn't take it because then I know I was living in a science fiction uh, morality universe. No, this yeah. is a real. This is no. A real, I know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was a joke. sure, sure. No, no, no. I mean, I understand. Yes, that. I would probably. Really? Okay, Matthew. What about you? Would you take your seventy? Put yourself uh, 30, 32 more years, thirty-three more years from where you are now, and someone says, "Hey, Matthew, you can live to one hundred and forty. You want to do that? Would I live to 140 as I was when I was 70? See, that's the thing that we don't really know because about. Because I've noticed it... that my family does not age well. <laughs> People in my family tend to get to be 70 and 80 and be immobile and infirm with big, yes. you know, swollen feet and yes. heart trouble and all these things. I mean, if I'm 70 and I'm unable to walk with artificial knees or whatever... I would probably have a different theory, a different take on it. I would say right now, absolutely. I, don't I would know not if these mind pills, extra years of life. I honestly don't know if these, uh, this medication, these pills, these diets that they're trying to push through and, and really hard test, if it stops the aging process or if it just extends life. If it just extends life, I'm not sure I would want to be a 140-year-old decrepit man in a wheelchair urinating into a bag just so I can say, I'm living forever! Which you might not even be able to say. Well, I, my, my great-grandfather lived to be about 102, and he was the, the colostomy bag, the wheelchair, you know, probably 65 pounds when he died. Could barely talk, could barely whisper. Of course, he never learned English in all of his 100-year life. Uh, so he would have to whisper German to somebody who would have to translate for him. I don't. I don't think I would want to live that that life. No, not German. <laughs> I uh, if I could stop my again if I could stop my aging process now, and live to be 140, damn Skippy, let me have it. But does that also stop, as Matthew said, the heart condition, the 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 eyes falling out of my head, the all the other stuff going on? Your eyes are doing that now. I know. That's what I'm saying. If I can stop that. Yeah, great. Give me that pill. If you can't, yeah, you know. What I really want to do is reverse the aging process. I want to go back to when I was 22. No, you don't. You were terrible yeah, when you were 22. No, prime health right there, baby. We were, we, were, we were all terrible when we were 22. Prime health. What I want to know is what the listeners think about immortality, immortal characters, immortal characters in fiction, comic books, music, radio, movies, whatever. 
or your own immortality, if, if that is such a thing. And uh, post it over at the Major Spoilers Forum, Majorspoilers.com. There's a link to the forum. You can, of course, comment right underneath this uh, this issue on the Major Spoilers website. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can do a whole bunch of other things. You can listen to uh, Brian. Scroll Brian, tell us more here in just a moment. Uh, but it's something to think about, and it's something sometimes fun to think about, sometimes maybe not fun to think about. Maybe it's just a waste of time, or maybe it's not. If you are an immortal, maybe you give it a second thought. But uh, Well, I mean, look week. at the case of the Flying Dutchman. Well, yeah, Does that seem like fun? No, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday. We will be talking about, what is it? Spy- <laughs> who, can stop, who can stop the juggernaut from Marvel? No one can stop the juggernaut. And we will talk about that on Tuesday. Why? Because we know that you love comics, and we love immortals, and we know you do too, even the sparkly vampire ones. And we will see you next time. <laughs> yeah, if you had to keep uh, experiencing disco over and over again. No! <laughs> Kill me now! You can't be killed. Although, I guess if disco kept recurring, then I'd get tons of chicks, because I would just learn to dance there you once. Go. There you go. <laughs> and then every time he came back, I was like, up, oh, do the hustle. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat the X-ray vision of a Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Stark Raven rich like a man of iron Might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the hard cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fun Be in the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah what a major spoiler, whoa, 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 what a major spoiler. Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2010. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com.
Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.